Hi, and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast, episode number 54. Before we get started, would you do me a favor and like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends, with your family, and anyone else who you care about in this life? We'd greatly appreciate it. Helps the algorithms, helps this podcast reach more people. Again, just thank you in advance. Without much further ado, here comes episode 54 of the Stouting Off Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 54 of the Stouting Off Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Stoutenberg, and it's just special to have you with us today. I want to also extend a heartfelt welcome to my colleagues, my brothers in arms, Jordan and Will. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Hi, hi. Been sleeping here since the last episode. Just woke up. (laughs) Set an alarm for episode 54. Yep. Speaking of setting alarms, I had a friend recently post on their Instagram story that there was, you know, they had to wake up really early and something like 10 alarms every like two minutes to wake up. Is that a yay or nay? Is that you're, you're out of your mind or is that, yeah, totally get it. I feel like once I'm up, I'm up. I know a lot of people who do the same thing, including someone that's close to me. Um, she, uh, has to set numerous alarms. Uh-huh. Like they're all Don't random numbers. You like if you if I were to open <laughs> up her phone, it's like seven, seven oh two, seven oh seven, seven ten. It's like three and two. <laughs> there are all there real increments. And then for some reason, she decided. Well, I have I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning and and being on time with my alarm and stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy a an old timey looking uh, alarm clock, which does. I mean, it's it's not like you have to wind it and everything like that. It's still right. digitized. Right. What is the difference here? <laughs> Unless it's physically shaking you out of bed, how did you improve your situation, really? Yeah, and she no. yeah. she didn't wake up the de- the morning after she got it. Well, go figure. Yeah. So it goes without saying. Well, I, I tell you, when I when I set an alarm, I the second it starts. I mean, even when just the phone lights up before it starts, I I, I exaggerate, but <laughs> you can you can hear the radio starts, waves coming through in your sleep. <laughs> Exactly. I hear the ding, 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 You know, like that sound, like when there's a speaker near something. The electronic, like the interference. Yes. The second my alarm goes off, I spring out of bed like Liu Kang getting up from being like uppercut or something in Mortal Kombat. You know what I'm talking about? The ninja get up where you're like, you like throw your legs forward. I'm just out of bed already. Okay, great. Turn off the alarm. Let's go. Let's begin our day. Yeah. I'm 20 minutes in separation. So like That's... I'll set my alarm for five and five twenty or four okay. and four twenty. Something so like that. So you do two you do two alarms. I do two alarms, yeah. And by the way, four? Four AM? Yeah, like if I go to the gym earlier or something. I forgot oh. to mention this to you, who works at a coal mine and that's when the yeah, I do the have to wake up starts. early shift, yeah. So. I do. <laughs> the best times to chip away on the coal mine are the four hours before that's the really, sun that's comes when the coal up, so. is softest when you can extract it from the walls of the cave <laughs> is between it is the best the hours of four thirty and five AM. So that's why Yeah, I, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. But I had a guys, friend one time um, sorry, I had a friend one time who when he set an alarm, he he bought an alarm similar to your friend what she did, but he set it on his dresser. Like oh, not like next, idea. not next to mm-hmm. 
you know, the bed, yep. which would just serve the purpose as your phone. So you, he had to physically get up to turn it off. So that makes sense. That's the play. Yeah. That, yeah. Makes that sense. is, that is the best practice that practiced. That is the best <laughs> practice I would say. Um, and also practiced by that many. That is the best practice. True. If you I think about you. it both ways, practice <laughs> v practiced That's the classic right. court case of, uh, 1957. <laughs> Um. Listen, listen to this fact that I have to tell you guys. Here's the fact. I was at Kroger, my local grocer, earlier today, and Live in La Vida Loca was playing. Already off to a good start, yeah. This is the fact that that was playing. And as I was walking around, I would walk by this person looking at cookies and stuff, and I would hear them. (laughs) They were singing it, and then I would walk by the cereal aisle and... Everyone in the store was singing it, dude. It sounded it felt like I was on the scene of a music video. They're only every- <laughs> flash mob. <laughs> flash mob. Dude, I swear it was like that. I was walking through and there like, hmm. people some people humming it. <laughs> they're only singing the back high harmony to it, yes. which is funny. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. Everyone knew to go to the fifth. Yeah. Right. Everyone knew to go to the fifth harmony. So it was it was wild. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I was a part of like a music video or a flash mob or something. And I was like, I was just walking around looking at people in the <laughs> eyes like, are you guys in on something? Are you guys in on this together? No that's, one told me. That's, uh, you may not know this, but all of Ricky Martin's uh, backup singers all live in Nashville. And that's the Kroger that they go to. Oh, I Didn't did they? hear about that. I think I heard about something They put like their that. groceries in in time. Yeah. Ricky Martin's the manager. Scanning the barcode, the beep, beep, beep. <laughs> the barcode, cha- the barcode scanner changes tone. Tapping on, the- oh, that's great. Yeah, it was a wild experience. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was awesome, and I knew that the, my guys would appreciate that. Yeah, oh, that's also, great. A housekeeping item. Um, Seventeen lucky listeners. Of episode 53. That's what we posted last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 53 is the previous one. Mm-hmm. We're on 54 now, right? Yes. Um, 17 lucky listeners of episode 53 got the uncut version that I accidentally posted, <laughs> the unedited version, audio only, on Spotify, Apple, and the other places. So if you guys were one of the lucky 17, um, good for you. Those and you also heard us talking like, all right, let's take a break now, guys. Uh, I'm gonna go get some water. And then there was just like a third, like a, a three minute pause. So <laughs> the the you lost guys tapes, pr- privileged yeah. behind the scenes access. Whoever boot like that, sh- those are going on eBay for like somebody, somebody boot like that for sure. Somebody's got a copy of a CD of it, and it's flooding the streets of New York. Yeah, <laughs> we have a hot market in New York. I was gonna say that we could start a Patreon and we could just literally keep that in there like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. So one of the several ways I'm thinking about monetizing this thing and, you know, we'll talk to our business manager, but guys, episode 54, um, we've been on a roll in terms of new, new listeners and followers on Instagram, and it's just been nice. So if you guys are among those new people, welcome, welcome to our community. I'm Drew, that's Jordan and that's Will. And, you know, we rock and roll hot in my house right now. Tell you that much. Also, I did just come from the gym, so I. It's like that post gym still sweating even though you showered. Mm-hmm. Feels really good, man, to sto- to sweat still even though you're trying to be just like like low key. Will, 
you had a uh, mold issue with um, your garbage disposal. It's an ongoing mold issue. The, see, the mold has not materialized quite yet. I'm waiting for my landlord to put it off uh, for it to materialize, and then I can harvest it. Yeah, so it's gotcha. Yeah, so it's to local it's markets. Only... I'm going to take it down to the farmer's market, see what I can get. Um, going for a pretty penny nowadays, I hear. Yeah. What are you selling your black mold for these days? What's it? Wow. Well, scared. Yeah, a supply dollar, chain. Supply dollar. chain, it's gone up. Yeah. Chips. Black mold inflation. That's why I'm trying to cut out the middleman here. Make my own. That's, yeah. Hey, so tell us what happened. I only saw the Instagram story. I didn't even text or call you about it or yeah. anything, so I was just curious. Appreciate that, making sure that I'm okay. And uh, so <laughs> what happened was I was using the left side of my sink, which has the garbage disposal uh, sink portion in it. And uh, I was doing some dishes, and I'm like, I'm going to turn my garbage disposal and clear this stuff out. I go to turn it on. It's not turning on. I thought maybe the GFI had tripped, so I reset that, flick, nothing. So I'm like, okay, don't know what's going on here. Maybe it's just stuck. I open up the cabinet to look at it and see if I can diagnose anything, and water is just steadily dripping from the bottom of this thing. And I look down, and the water that had pooled in the bottom of my cabinet looked like a spill that would have happened at Chernobyl. (laughs) (laughs) Colorful. It was pretty colorful looking. It was like an oil spill in the Gulf. Yes. I don't know why it looked like that, but it just did. Or like the Grand Prismatic Spring at Yellowstone. Like all the colors. Technicolor. (laughs) Technicolor. Completely. Of mold. Yes. Um, My fire extinguisher was floating in it. Uh, It was great. Um, So, yeah, I lifted up like the stupid laminate thing because, all right, let me explain this to anybody that's listening. Yeah, let's hear that. My apartment, as you know, love the place, great location, all this stuff. But the reason why it's cheap uh, and I continue to live there, part of the reason is because they haven't updated anything since 1978, whenever it was originally built. All (laughs) the same cabinets, countertops, doors, uh, hardware, all of that good stuff. I live in a flashback time in my apartment. Uh, when it comes to that stuff. Well, uh, and also your apartment is furnished like a speakeasy. So that's that's a flashback in a stylistic way. Right. The landlord took my apartment back to 1979. I took it even further back to 1935. <laughs> yeah. So joke's on them. Um, Got him. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> they I, tried to get him. They, yeah, he turned <laughs> they the tried. Tables. They tried. Didn't succeed. Now I get rent for free. Uh, so... Um, but I lifted up the little laminate, stupid wood grain, fake wood grain thing in, from the cabinet, and there's just like a water stain there. So clearly it soaked through that, through the wood. Perfect. And Perfect. last year, another thing happened where my dishwasher, again, probably original to 1978, um, yeah. that started to leak. And it was leaking on the cycle where uh, the water goes, you know, all the all the. Uh, used water goes through the drain yeah. kind of deal. So that was leaking. Landlord came in, looked at it. He said, okay, I got the dishwasher running. Looks to be fine. Problem solved. I'm like, I don't know how you did that. You didn't look at anything. You didn't pull it out from the th- thing. So Just uh, went like this. Yeah, he's just like, well, it powers All on. Right. See ya. Just tapped it a couple times. Hey, it's still got power, so I guess like that's it's an fit. old TV from the <laughs> like the eighties or something. Just he, smack it a couple times. He put radio yeah, antennas. Good. He attached radio antennas to the dishwasher and said, "That's fixed. I'll see you later." Plugged a coaxial cable into it. <laughs> paid for a subscription to you know Xfinity cable. All good. It's your I've got a modem fixed to my dishwasher now, and he thought that was the the problem. So it usually is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he left. Water continued to uh, pool up in the same 
time frame as it did on the last cycle. So I said, hey, it's broken again. Well, what happened that time was there was so much excessive water, and there's a bedroom below me because I live on the top level, and there was so much excess water that it had found its way through the ceiling and was dripping through the light fixture in the bedroom in the apartment below me. Oh, no. Dripping nasty water that was filtered, charcoal mellow filtered through the uh, through the, yes. the, the wood and the, the everything and the light fixture, and it ruined that person's sheets, I'm pretty sure, and stuff. What's yeah, the urgency of the landlord to get over there? Well, he said, you're going to need a new garbage disposal. I said, yep, I figured that. <laughs> and I said, what I'm more concerned about is the fact that the dishwasher leaked twice and now the garbage disposal has leaked onto these cabinets and you probably have some rot going on and or maybe some mold issues so you need to replace these cabinets and make sure that anything is taken care of and he didn't even address it and then left so it seems like everything <laughs> oh, no. is squared away yeah yeah well, hey not to mention like that's his building you know he yeah. owns both units it's his mm-hmm. whole like house that was converted whatever yeah. mm-hmm. and if water was coming from a, a floor above you mm-hmm. if you're the downstairs neighbor and water was coming through, and it's coming through just the one hole in the ceiling, which is where the uh, the light is. Yeah, that means that water is probably all over that whole ceiling yeah. thing. Yep. Like, yeah, his problem is bigger than just a leaky washing machine. Yeah, it's big for sure. Yeah, they didn't inspect any of that. They just threw another a new dishwasher in, and now he's giving me a new disposal. And I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have to deal with the other stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to deal with the other stuff when I fall through my floor onto my <laughs> my downstairs neighbor's bed. Yeah, <laughs> middle of the night. Well, by the way, just well, well, <laughs> with with the sewage water, alarms. with no, the sanitary dude. sink water. It's <laughs> de- hey, I'm here. <laughs> it's it's in my kitchen, which is right above that bedroom. So if anything, I'd crash through there with a bowl of cereal in my hands or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it stays. It stays. It all in stays the bowl intact. Somehow. Yes. So what happens is I, I pour the dry cereal and then I have the spoon in there and then I fall through and the milk as a result falls through and then pours the milk into my bowl. Through the light That's, hole. Through the, light, through the light hole. hole. The light yeah. hole is still intact somehow. Yeah. I actually want to eat cereal out of the light fixture if I can. I think that's possible. Oh, yeah. Hey, we had a we had a friend whose family owned a restaurant in your town, Plymouth, and it was an old building. And he said, my friend said, one day I was talking to my dad with my back to him. I was at one of the tables and I was talking to my dad who was behind the counter and I had my back to him. And I heard, I said something to him. He didn't say anything. And I heard a sound and he said, I turned around and he wasn't there anymore. He had fallen through the floor. Just while standing there. Dude. He was standing there and he was there one moment fell through the floor, and then suddenly was in the basement. <laughs> Isn't that Not a sound. Not a single sound. <laughs> Nothing. No wood creaking or splitting or anything. Just a silent... Hey, Bobby. Yeah? Gone. It's kind of like when a, when a when an F-16 fighter passes you and you have to wait for the sound to come. It was like a sonic boom that probably occurred. Yes. Yeah, it was after the fact. Yeah. Lightning yeah, and thunder. <laughs> oh. No, he fell through. There was no sound. And then suddenly an F-16 sounded like it went over. An F-16 would... flyover. <laughs> Three to the Blue Angels come on, come in overhead <laughs> to commemorate it. 
You oh. ask a Blue Angel after in an interview, what? so what did, made you decide on Old Village, Starkweather Road, and Plymouth? Well, we heard somebody <laughs> fell through a floor there. So we just That's a quick aside. We quickly took off from Willow Run Airport, made our way there. <laughs> we shattered all the windows in Plymouth. Uh, oh. That's funny. Yeah, he fell through. Somebody. I was going to say, water, um, <laughs> water in a property of any kind is the killer. Honestly, water causes mold and rot and all the things. And Jordan, you used to work in this world, waterproofing basements and crawl spaces and stuff. I did. <laughs> you say that so sheepishly. <laughs> I, did. I, um, I did. I did, Your Honor. Yes, I did. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit before we recorded episode 53, and I wanted to dive into it, but I, we ran out of time. Yeah. So I want to bring it up now. What's it going to be? What's that? Lay it on me, man. No, the the, the thing was is that you said that you encapsulated a crawl space that was seven, 1,700 square feet. Yeah. And the crawl space was only 10 inches deep, right? Correct. And you just deserve a gold medal for that, honestly. Dude. That's the whole. That's my whole point in saying that. Is I've never that, felt claustrophobic really in my life. I don't really have a. I don't really have an issue with that kind of stuff, unless like I saw these uh, these videos online of people going into caves. By the way, like really yeah. small caves, and I'm can't like, do it. why are you, you doing? You can't turn it? around. You can't get out of there. Yeah, like was well, it underwater or no? Not underwater. No. Okay. But they were. But they were just. <laughs> it was just dry desert, and they're like. I'm going to go in here now. And then it like takes them five minutes to get in the hole because they're like inching their way through. Anyway, that's kind of how oh I felt though. Gosh. So the whole point of doing like encapsulating crawl space. Now, fortunately, when you're in a crawl space situation, you never know what's down there. Usually it's all of the building materials, insulation, water, whatever from when they're building the house. Cause why wouldn't you just throw it in the crawl space? Yeah. Um, and so usually you have to like go in there, clean it all out. This one was like perfectly clean. So that was good. But when you do a crawl space like that, you start on the the very back end. So the first thing you do is you basically crawl and scoot your way all the way to the back. And then you start, you know, lining the walls with a foam material and then running a liner up to that foam material. Um and you do it in stripes, like mowing a lawn, right? Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of that how sense. it goes, you know, from from back to front. But all of that, like, I've never been so claustrophobic in my entire life because... Ten inches, dude. Well, and there gets a point when you, like, make your way. It was like an L-shaped house. So, like, when you get to the very back and you turn, like, your headlight off or anything like that, it's just black. Oh. And so, like, I, I didn't freak out, but, like, there was there was a point where I was like, I wish that I just didn't do this for a living. Yeah, dude, ten inches. I'm sorry. If I go in that space. That's my coffin. That's it. Yeah. That's I it. die there. Yep. Yeah. No one's no one's extracting me until the house gets torn down in forty years. I'll it leave was, my will yeah. just outside of the crawl space. <laughs> yeah. To find. I always left my letter of resignation there, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Dude. I yeah. Mean, 10 inches if you're laying on your back well especially now that you've been lifting for the past year but even then i'm sure yeah i mean when you're you're crawling through there too that's that's probably 10 inches right there well when you're when you're crawling through too like that like you you naturally lift up a little bit yeah and so like getting under like floor joists and things like this like you'd have to like like palms on the ground and like 
literally just shove yourself underneath a floor joist. This one was pretty flat, which is nice because usually you'd have to like get in there and like take like one of those military small shovels and like dig out a You're way for trenches. you to get under the joist, you know, like all that stuff. So, but yeah, it was, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've lived better times than that. That kind of sucked. No, that was a hard job. A good honestly, learning opportunity for me. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and you did very well. I mean, they paid you very well from what I, from what I gather, you know, yeah, what you said. Good job. And, you know, just a learning experience and probably just makes you appreciate what you do now and what you have now all the more. Right? Yeah. Like, Humbled me out a little bit. <laughs> Again, that's yeah. that would be my coffin. And yeah. the funeral would be in the floor above where I laid in the internment. Well, like, I'll say I'll say this too. Unless like so yeah. like a like a climber who got lost in an avalanche. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, we know he's down there. Yeah. It's been a day, he's, I know, but we know he's down there. He's, he's somewhere in there. In he's our somewhere. in our hearts. Yeah. Uh, I will say that the worst part about that job. Then we can move on so I don't have PTSD. But <clears throat> the worst part about the job was when you don't live above someone in an apartment complex and your your sanitary line drains or whatever, your sink drains into a light hole down into someone's bedroom, Yeah, it, it goes into the crawl space. And if a crawl space is flooded, like if it if you get a lot of rain and it goes into the, under the foundation or through the foundation or whatever... Yeah then it's flooded and you're in two feet of water swimming to get to a pump and or oh. like place a pump. And then the worst, the worst thing is that like you would get to the middle of it and look up and there would be like a toilet drain. <gasps> bleep, bleep, oh, bleep, bleep, bleep. oh my. <clears throat> These things happen, man. And yeah, I've swam in lots of things. Again, oh. nice spot for a coffin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, now, what if, just go with me here, what if you were encapsulating the crawl space where Will lives and you were down there and you were swimming around and suddenly he falls through the floor with a bowl of cereal? <laughs> bowl of Lucky Charms just in my hand. <laughs> he's suddenly down there with you. He has a headlamp on. He's going through. He's got the encapsulating material. He's got his death certificate. <laughs> he's got his death certificate. I've already got a snorkel in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny i had another thing that i wanted to bring up as well oh this is a thing so you guys can probably relate to this when you ask somebody hey do you want you you offer them an alcoholic beverage do you want a pour of bourbon or do you, would you like me to make you a cocktail or whatever and if the person doesn't drink but they say back to you nah i'm not much of a drinker there's this connotation to that of like, oh, if you're not a drinker, so someone who drinks, so I'm a drinker. Like, <laughs> it's the like sound an of like drinker is like, yeah, I lost my house and I lost all my stuff, <laughs> lost my first wife, like yeah, I lost because I'm a drinker, you know, like custody because I was drinking so much. I'm a drinker, <laughs> you know. Like you might as well answer it in a different way. Like you want to pour something? No, I love my family. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> no, I stay away from that. That thank you. That stuff that ruins people's lives, even in moderation. No thanks. <laughs> no, I'm that. not an addict. Right? I'm not controlled by anything uh, like you apparently are, scum. And no, so, no, I'm okay. I have self control over my entire life. And clearly, you don't. And clearly, you don't. Uh, Dirtball. Uh, or I think the same thing. Like, you ever use FanDuel? Like, you ever go and you know put a dollar or two on a basketball game or something? Nah. 
not much of a gambler. Oh <laughs> man. Okay. So I, all right. Well, I lost my, again, I gambled away my, all my home equity, right? My life savings. They're equating you spending a couple of bucks on FanDuel to blowing five thousand dollars on slots, right? Yeah. And I'm sure horse races sure. in 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 quarters too. By the way, five thousand dollars in quarters. Yes, <laughs> just there for four weeks. Rolls straight, of quarters. Just... You have a dolly. You have to bring into the casino. <laughs> quarters. I've never actually used slot machines. By the way, seems fun. I'm not much of a gambler, so I, I wouldn't. But I, yeah, have you guys I'm, ever? Yeah. I'm you? not much of a gambler. He brought it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, yeah, I've played slots a few times. And it's it's like only when, I don't know, when people are a little bit distracted. Like I think when uh, when we went, no, Josh played blackjack. Craps. Or did he, he, he played craps, okay. Yeah, but like if if the guys are kind of getting settled or whatever, whoever I'm with, and somebody goes on a slot, I'm like, oh, I'll throw a couple bucks and see what happens. But in general, the I don't want to be with the people that play the slots. I don't want to be in that mix. Yeah. Because um, that only means one thing. It's that I have nothing left in life um, yeah. if I'm playing slots. This um, is where you expire. Yeah. Do you remember the movie 21? No. 21. Is, I do. 21 I, I, is like I, one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, they were counting cards. Yeah, right? counting cards. Oh wait, okay. Yeah, I have yeah. seen that. Yep. I forgot okay. the guy's name, but he's brilliant. And uh, <laughs> one of the one of the lines in there is slots are for losers. <laughs> but dude, like, period. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that that's true. But one of the most depressing things walking through a casino, because like, whatever. I just got back from Vegas, so yeah. Walking through a casino to get to breakfast or whatever. It's really depressing to walk in at 7 a.m. and someone's just there with a beer and just cigarette after cigarette after mm-hmm. cigarette after loss after loss yep. after loss. You can see defeat in someone's yeah. face. Yeah, no one looks happy playing slots. No, ever. and it, it's it, that's a gambler. <laughs> so that's a that's gambler. What that's what gambler is, ladies and gentlemen, right <laughs> yeah. there. That is someone who cannot pull themselves away from the big bright machine long yeah. enough to walk out of the casino. Yeah. It's it's like you're walking past somebody who has their face pressed up against a television screen watching TV. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're it just is. staring at bright lights right in your face and just it's I mean it's an automated motion at that point. Yeah. You yeah. know, with any other game, I mean at least there's strategy to it. You're not just mindlessly cranking quarter yeah. after quarter through that thing hoping it's going to be your shot. And some of these slots are like $2, $3 like yeah. You know, there's like penny slots and things like that, but like the big payouts are like, you know, dollar or whatever, two dollars or whatever you do. Mm -hmm. But the I think the common theme is that, well, at some point I'll win. Right. Mm. At some Mm -hmm. point I'm going to win. And then all the money goes away and you're like, where I haven't won yet. It it, aren't slot machines like it's all digital now. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's not an actual rolling thing. There there, are some. Isn't it all software? Yeah, it's pretty much all software, uh, you know, like more so like displays that that yeah. have the, you know, that have the automation so in there. I don't like but that. If I'm going to put, if I say I'm going to, it's a special occasion, I'm going to take a hundred bucks down to the casino or something. I'm going to play card games or craps mm-hmm. or yeah. roulette or something where it's like, it's not just predetermined by a software right. program. Yeah, you're you kind. Know? You have a you have a hand in the decision making. Yeah, yeah I can see. Right. I can watch it unfold like in real life. Not <laughs> yeah. like, not just the odds of one in every fifty thousand people is going to win a thousand dollars. Yeah, right. You know? And it's not that the casino uh, 
doesn't have their best interest in hand uh, at the end of the day. But with something like a slot machine, it's all digitalized and, you know, it's it's there's nothing to it. Whereas, again, you have a hand, uh, you know, uh, with uh, with blackjack, with roulette, with any of those things. And they're physical things, which I really like. You know, you have a yeah. physical ball with roulette. There's a chair. Sure. You don't yeah. know where it's going to bounce. You right. place your bet. You know, so that's why that's what draws me more to that kind of stuff. Again, I'm not yeah. a gambler, but um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I makes agree. Me not though, like play. the video game style, feels like there's just too much. There's just too much control by the maker. Yeah, of they it, can. You know, can't they rig the, it the house like, even, totally. Oh, totally. Even way better when it's digital. Like, yeah, that's totally. the thing that sways me away from playing those. Yeah, hundred percent. I uh, I was at the Venetian uh, just visiting. Um, I was going to ask you dinner. to talk about Vegas a bit, if you would. Yeah. Your so trip. like. I was, one interesting fact is that I was talking to one of the employees at the Venetian while we were eating breakfast, and um, we eat a we we eat at a place called Grand Lux, which is basically like Cheesecake Factory but for breakfast. Um, cool. And uh, huge menu, huge menu, and it looks like the 20, Cheesecake 30 Factory. Pages, yeah. like, it, it's <laughs> it's huge, yeah. yeah. But um, good place to eat breakfast. It's not like crazy expensive, and it's just yeah, it's close. But um, Anyway, I was talking to one of the employees at the Venetian and he said, yeah, like I think the movement has passed to basically bring every slot machine and virtual game uh, a card reader so that mm. you don't have to get up and go to like the cage and get go to the cashier or the ATM with all the it's going to be like swipe your card. And I'm like, that is the worst thing that you could dangerous. possibly do. Yeah. Right. But it's the best thing for them. But like just giving access right there, like yeah. it's having trouble. to get up and go to the ATM, it yeah. should be a signal like, eh, I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to be like, <sighs> Frank, five yes. bucks, 10 bucks, 25 bucks, oh, yeah. whatever. When it's right there, you're like, why not? Yeah, that's tough. The, man. Ca- the casino, I because again, I'm not a gambler, but um, <laughs> it is it is a really I'm not much of a freaking gambler. Dude. I'm not that's much of a great. gambler. Um, <laughs> the casino, uh, uh, there's a few places where like casinos I have not frequented a lot in my life whatsoever. The first time I ever played, played roulette was on my birthday just a few months ago. Like, oh, I am cool. not the kind of guy who's like, hey, let's pop by the casino. Uh, our friend Matt Dykla cannot get enough of it, mentions <laughs> that every time we're within goes, 30 miles of downtown. Um, <laughs> if he goes downtown, he's stopping by there. Yes. <laughs> if he's going downtown to a, any sporting event, he's gonna, social event, he's going to make event, his rounds. He's going to stop by before, during, or and or after. He's going to say hi to the cashiers and the waitresses. and the, all Hi, this. Ben Shelley. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good to see you again. Right. How are the Here's kids? My How are the kids? Card. Oh, he's growing up fast. Did you get that card I sent in the mail? Okay. <laughs> Happy um, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, the casino and there's, there's other places where I'm just like, I am totally out of my element here. I don't know what I'm doing. Like when we went, it was completely unplanned. And Matt had, I think in somebody else had mentioned, man, we should, we should go to the casino because we were going to go downtown and have dinner and drinks and all this stuff. And yeah, maybe we'll go to the casino. And I'm like, no dude, I hate the casino. I hate walking through the smoke. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing when I'm betting. I'm horrible at blackjack. There's like not a lot of games that I'm strategically great at. Uh, right. If they had a euchre Same. table, I'd maybe sit down for that. Yes. Same, dude. I would go with you, bro. We would partner it up. Oh, and, dude. We'd be wearing cowboy hats. We would just be raking it 
in yes. there. <laughs> How'd you read my mind about the cowboy hats aspect? Because I was going to say tell, that too. I could tell by your yeah. body language that you wanted cowboy hats, and that's why I'm <laughs> making it happen. So I wanted Thank to you. look back at you, and you had a cowboy hat on. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you know if suddenly it's just there? $3,000. F-16 flyover. <laughs> hey, by the way, remember when you came to Nashville recently when we were looking at expensive hats? Yes. We're kinda, well, that's the whole story. Funny. But we were teetering. Like, our, I think our buddy Matt wanted one. He wanted yeah, a Dyqua, casino guy. Right. Yeah. Casino guy wants to stop in and get a cowboy <laughs> He's hat. a gambler. <laughs> no, he's, no, no, no. I, would, I won't go there. He's not at all. No. Um, he just but, loves yeah, saying the was, word Chino and let's go to the Chino casino. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We went into that cowboy hat place and I'm like, I don't. That, like I'm not about to blow two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars on a cowboy hat. Are you? Right. And are you going to carry it around? Are you going to wear it? Where are you going to wear it to? When are you going to find an opportunity to wear a cowboy hat? Was my question to him. The once a year he <clears throat> comes to Nashville. Yeah, and we walked. <laughs> That's when you four, wear it. Four of us went in there. Zero of us walked out with a single thing. Right. Um, <laughs> you got to check yeah. it out. But yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I cut you off there. No, you're talking. Um, you're talking. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a, it's a for it's a foreign thing, and we, yeah, so we ended up going to the casino on my birthday. Um, we went to what Motor City, right? Yeah. Yeah. Went to Motor City Casino, walked in there. I didn't know what I was doing. All these guys got cash out of the ATM or out of the at the cashier or whatever. See, I didn't even know that. I don't remember where you get money from. I don't know how it works. So um so you get cash and like uh Joe sits down at the um the roulette table and I'm like, I have never played roulette in my life. All I know is that you can bet on red or black. What does all the other stuff mean? And he's just like, here, do this, do this, do this. And he's rake. I mean, his stack, you know, his um, chips are piling up. I'm like, I'm going to get in on this. I, I I got 100 bucks or something like that. And I just started betting on black, 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 red, black, you know. And, dude, I was stacking my chips up high. Made me feel good. I walked out of there like up 200 bucks, I think. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So yeah. there was something to that. Quick little birthday present. Maybe these present. gamblers, maybe there is something maybe to it. Maybe they do know maybe something. These, well, again, I'm not one. I'm not a gambler, but um, I, yeah, I could see <laughs> the appeal to it. Um, That's got to be the title of this episode. I'm not much of a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I actually yeah. got a, per, a different perspective on gambling. So I have a, a manufacturer rep. Um, who I met up with in Vegas, he does not drink whatsoever. Used to, and then just like stopped cold turkey for what, whatever drinker. reason. Yeah. He's not much of a drinker. But <laughs> he, you know, we we invited him back to our kind of suite because um, we had some things there. And he's like, you know what? Like as much as I'd love to come to your guys's room and like watch you drink, he's like, I just want to go play. And I got like a new perspective. Like if you're, he's a single guy, sure, probably makes a good living. Throwing down a couple hundred bucks probably doesn't make a dent. And yeah. so like being able to do that and to just like go and play a game, you know, especially if you like know your way around it. I was like, yeah, I, I get why you would want to do that. Especially, you know, like if you can't drink, cause when you, if you're, if you're drinking or whatever and gambling, that's usually a bad combo. Sure, uh, sure. Because you know your yeah. emotions can get the best of you at that point. You got to know when many, to walk away. Don't many um, casinos offer just like have free drinks too? Oh, it's yeah. free drinks, yeah. yeah. Free like well drinks and then beer and wine and all. That's stuff. how they get you. They pump the oxygen. gin and, and tonics yeah. on on repeat. Yeah, oh yeah, like. all day. <laughs> if you're sitting at a table and they see I'd a chip, a gambler, like yeah. or, or chips or bet, <laughs> and a drinker, <laughs> and a drinker. Quite frankly, yeah, it's yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's good. It's a good spot, though. It's Casinos fun. are fun with your friends. 
I remember one time, um, again, I've never been into casinos. Still wouldn't call myself a casino. I'm not much of a casino. Um, <laughs> and uh, one time, I, uh, I think we were, we were 19 or 20 years old. So if any listeners or viewers here are not from Michigan, when you turn 19, the only thing you do is go to Canada until you're 21. Those two years are formative. For it's getting your true. bar experience in, right? That's how. That's and when people, people. Sorry to cut you off there, Will, but people don't realize Detroit is just. It's on the the Detroit River is opposite Windsor, Ontario. It's right there, I could spit like, on it from yeah, across yeah, the river. It literally, like 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 Matthew Stafford could probably throw a, a football across. Yeah, uh, maybe it's not hundred yards or whatever, but yeah. it is quite literally. You can see right it. There. And it's just like oh, I can see. Yeah, the, I can see the detail on the brick in that building mm-hmm. across the river. Like probably. 30 minutes from where we're sitting right now. Would you agree? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 30 Easily, minutes from where we're sitting right now. Just go to Canada yep. where the drinking age is 19. Yep. So like Will saying, you turn 19 and you're in our hometown. Yep. That's you what you're doing on a weekend. Period. Right? Um, so we were 19 or 20 and they decided, oh, let's go to Canada this Friday or, or something. So I'm like, all right. So I went with uh, my friend and his cousin. And I didn't really know his cousin too well. And... We go over there. We hit the bars, of course, and I think we pretty much closed down the bars over there in Windsor. And right after that, they decide we're going to go to the casino. We're going to um, so what is it, Caesars? Caesars. Yeah. yeah, we're going to Caesars. I'm like, dude, I I was really expecting home. I thought you were going to say home. <laughs> I think we're going to go home. Did I'm you? Not much of a gambler. I am a lot, <laughs> a, 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 quite a bit of a home. I'm very much guy. home. Yeah. I'm, mentally, um, I'm home. Mentally, I'm home always. And uh, uh, so I was extremely <laughs> taken aback when they said casino because it was already about 2 a.m. And um, so anyway, I'm like, OK, maybe we'll go for an hour. OK, they'll, they'll throw some money down. They'll get disappointed because they didn't win. We'll get out of there. OK, no problem. Sure. We go in there. I didn't put any money down on anything. I watched them gamble because I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not going to sit down at some slots, whatever. So I was just, you know, um, I don't know if they were still serving alcohol past whatever that point was. So anyway, I'm just kind of moseying around watching these guys gamble. And I'm like, I remember this now, too. I was picking out specific slot machines for them to play because I think they were playing slots here and there. And they won it a few times. So I thought I was a lucky charm. So I was having a little bit of fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're involved in it. I knew that I controlled the situation and their money at that point by picking (laughs) out the slots. That gave me vested interest in what we were doing. Taking to their their debit card and going to the ATM for them, <laughs> punching in their pin. I found, pin I found, <laughs> I found all the lucky ATMs for them, and um, so anyway, they're gambling, gambling, gambling. I'm like, man, it is late. I feel like it's really late. Like we've been here way past the hour that I planned on. Well, the thing with casinos too is that they don't keep any clocks hung up. They don't let you see the time. They pump oxygen in. They keep you fed. They keep you, you know, the drinks coming and all that stuff. So I, I had no concept of when it was. Sure. <laughs> we walk out of the casino, bright daylight, bright daylight, <laughs> not like sun just kind of coming up bright. I'm talking seven thirty, eight o'clock a.m. I'm walking out of that <laughs> casino. I've never felt more degraded in my yeah. entire life than in that moment. Have you ever felt like quite so much of a gambler as you did in that moment? Now, I want to say this. I want to I clear the air here. I'm not much of a gambler, but that made me feel like it, you know, yeah, for a second. Totally. For yeah. a second. Being on the lifestyle at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, I don't know if I've ever been overnight in a casino. It was awful. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't ever do it. Oh, Man. I take that back. Soaring Eagle is a is a place here in Michigan that I think you can go to when you're 19. Am I right on that? It's Possibly. like the Indian. No alcohol. It's up no north, alcohol. Right? Yeah, it's like uh, it's by um, what's Mount that? Pleasant. Yeah, Mount yeah. Pleasant. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Which yeah, it's just up there. A little I guess bit. that's not up north. Kind of like yeah, Howell, which... but like further. Um, but yeah, I I think I came out uh, six or seven a.m. But there's no like drinking there or anything like that. Well, for nineteen year olds. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you can and get that, in. Yeah. <laughs> Were you gonna say something, Will? No, no, just okay. that that experience is I was going to say, that, that feeling that you guys experienced when you walked out of the, um, <laughs> when you walked out of the casino, when the sun was either coming up or had already been established, <laughs> it's up for a while, yeah. in Will's instance, that reminds me, so our friends Joel and Matt, Mook and Dice, respectively, um, when we were in... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> when we were in high school, I think, George, you've heard this story before. We had a half day one time. It was our senior year. And when school got out for that half day, it was like maybe finals or something or midterm or I forgot what we call them. But we would have half day testing days toward the end of first semester and second semester. And Joel and Matt went to the bar across the street for lunch, which apparently you could get into. It was like a restaurant bar, but totally a bar only mm. but apparently as 17 year olds they could get in and they went in there and it's for context this place is like a hole in the wall is only starts to describe it mm. it's like <laughs> you you would not go there any person in their right mind with any kind of budget like it's 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 if you had a budget for Applebee's, you're you're well you're well past this place. Like it's just like we're it's the lowest of the low. And so anyway, they went there for lunch, probably to get some smelt or something. Like that sounds like something Matt would want. Yeah, a basket and of so, smelt. <laughs> they, they, a basket of smelt. And so they went there, and this was at eleven thirty in the morning. And they said they opened the door, and everybody from the bar like looked back at them like this. They jerked their head back toward the the door where it opened and they were all shielding <laughs> according to Matt they were shielding their eyes from the light that was coming freaking vampires dude <laughs> yes. oh they had my. been just they had been just so firmly established there for so long By they were shielding their eyes from, oh. from the light that was dude, coming in it's like a wild west saloon Matt is wearing spurs <laughs> ching, 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 ching. slams open saloon the doors. style doors yes. yeah exactly saloon style doors <laughs> The waitresses uh, are all ducking and running away as soon as they come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Oh, man. Oh, that reminded me of that. Um, I've been to a few bars like fun, that. Man. Say what? I said I've been to a few bars like that where it's like. Dude, we met at one. We did. We met at one, dude. Timber, Timberwolf at... Lodge, wasn't it? Yeah, in Redford, yeah. I think. Yeah, we went to go see Johnny's friend's band play, right? Yep. And so it was me, Johnny, Mook, and you, or Joel and you. And Joel was the common linkage. He's mm -hmm. like, you guys got to, to me and Johnny, you guys got to meet my buddy, Will. He's coming out tonight. He's my coworker. He's really funny, dude. I'm not kidding. Like, this guy's, he's special. And so we're like, sure, yeah, we'll meet your buddy, Will. We met you that night, and nobody's lives were ever the same. Nothing's ever been the same since. No, at the, for better, the, for the, worse. The Earth's axis just kind of 
tilted a couple. It just changed a couple degrees at that night. <laughs> Everything changed. What year was that? Fourteen. Glaciers started melting and stuff. Yeah, it was Glacier. weird. And look at the look where we are look now. Look where we are now. Know, so that so, probably wasn't a good thing. Yeah. But <laughs> when um, did I meet you? Uh, I met you, Jordan. Way later, right? A couple it of years was, later? Be, I think it was before you and Monica. I think it was like when you and Monica like started dating. Oh, sorry. Um, that wait, sounds about right because you crashed their wedding. I crashed the last five minutes of your wedding. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I got there just for them to say I this is the last that. song. I got a quick drink and then I was gone. Um, but yeah. Do you, know that if, do you know that if it was my wedding right now that you would be in my wedding? No, I don't. I don't have that reassurance. Well, you I don't. would be. You haven't put that in writing. So at the vow renewal. At the vow renewal, yeah, I'll, I want a spot I'll at the table. You. I'll get you up there. Give me a spot at the table, yeah. wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> wouldn't you? But yeah, when I met you, you had a big, huge, long beard, long hair, yeah, everything. Yeah. I thought you were at minimum five, six years older than me, and come to find out, you're younger than me. Yeah. And nothing makes sense. By five, six years. Yeah. By five, six years. Stout uh, Stout actually told me during that time of my life that I just completely let myself go. <laughs> when did I say that? During the time or after the time? During. What did I say? Can you paraphrase? I can paraphrase, but I could probably tell you exactly what you said. I'm, I'm sorry. You know anything I've ever said to you for the most part and vice it's, versa has been out of love. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude. And I cut my beard like maybe two days later. So what did I say? You said something like, hey, I mean... Yeah, just with your hair and your beard and everything Jordan. like that. Like, I think people can get the impression that you've just let yourself go. I think what he probably said was, Jordan, listen, I'm not much of a gambler, but I think you've <laughs> kind of let yourself. But I would be I willing to bet. a big gamble on this hairstyle right now. <laughs> not much of a gambler, but I'd be willing to bet that you look bad. Dude, see, so I had no perspective going into it. When I met you... And you had the long beard and the hair. I'm like, this guy kind of like he's rugged. He's cool. And I, I again, I thought you were like older than me. Yeah. I like I didn't know anything about you. Yeah. And so yeah. I had no perspective to go off of. But seeing you now, it would be insane for me to see you with a long beard, long hair like that again now. <laughs> right. Yes. It would be really weird. For sure. Weird. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to put up a picture of what I used to look like. Yeah. 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 Well, definitely. I'm going to make a note of that right now. In fact, hey, while I do that. I'm not much of a drinker, but I would like to know what are you guys <laughs> sipping on bourbon wise? <laughs> what do you what do you guys have going over there? Uh, um, I brought a couple bottles of Russells made by Wild <sighs> Turkey. So I've got the six year old single barrel rye, um, which is one of my favorite ryes. Uh, that I enjoy. Not much of a drinker, hey. but I really enjoy that one. <laughs> I'm not much of a drinker, <laughs> but I had four friends over over the weekend, and we had a rye flight. Ooh, and oh. that I didn't have that featured, and I probably should have. Yeah, uh, that's a it's a great great bottle. It's pretty inexpensive pretty, too, right? It's like sixty bucks. Yeah, okay. um, it's pretty readily available, which is great. And I just love everything Wild Turkey does. So uh, the other one is a single barrel pick from Maria's Marketplace, the place that I partner with um and that's a single barrel of russell's single barrel bourbon uh which is a staple for me i never yeah, so good. don't have it on my shelf um yeah, i think the same I, goes for you guys yeah i can yeah. tell you right now it's really good whenever so whenever anyone is like drew i'm interested in getting into bourbon or i went to one of the tastings that you've hosted or you know my my uncle or somebody like loves bourbon and i had some sips with them and i'm curious what bottle should I get, you know, 
I always say I think Russell's reserve mm-hmm. ten year ten year. Um, if their price point, you know, is forty to you know forty five bucks mm-hmm. or less, that's always the one I start with. Yeah, Russell's it's so reserve. good, man. Yep. Man, we gotta have. We should have a um like a bourbon episode because the three of us, we all are in different, you know, various points of that that hobby and yeah there are a lot of listeners that we have who have dm'd me on the side or texted me or whatever and said hey literally to the point where i put together a stouting off like <laughs> recommended five bottles like, <laughs> it's a little pot it's a pdf yeah you know? yeah and so we should do an episode one time maybe we do a tasting or a guided tasting and you know that would be cool we should like let people in during the tasting too like if yeah. they're in a waiting room or like in a live chat or something like that, we can let them into the room to like taste one. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be totally cool. Something, yeah, even live. Stouting off live on Instagram. Yeah, let's do it. Heck yeah. All right, so we'll get that. I'm actually going to make a note of that. We'll do that sometime within the next month or two. Because um, <laughs> we have done a live before. We've done a live session. Yeah, in my living room with Rye. In your living room. Oh, yeah. I wasn't there. I was watching from afar, though. Um, this is a topic. Uh, sweat is what brought it to my mind, but um, <laughs> you and I bond heavily over that. Oh, I love topic. to sweat. I um, uh, it, it's a passion. Even of yours. when I'm not, not much of a sweater, I'm but, sweating yeah, right I mean. now, not doing anything. <laughs> and uh, so I, I just love to get it out there, man. I just love doing it. It uh, it helps to uh, fill some time of the day. Um, keeps me bu- keeps me busy. <laughs> sweating keeps me busy and focused. And um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we had mentioned camping on the last episode and there was one one topic that I, I meant to bring up, but I did not. And we had been talking about, um, you know, how your how our fathers would would pack a, a cooler, you know, sure, uh, if you're yeah. going camping hmm. and stuff. Well, um, we we what I meant to discuss was my dad's tent. OK, yeah, my dad's tent. He had for uh, probably the better part of 15 years. I mean, this thing was. It had seen some miles. He had taken it to the UP. He had taken it to Camp Dearborn. Uh, you take a, a tent to Camp Dearborn uh, three times, and it should be probably tossed. So, yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, this thing, it was, uh, it was, it, it had two big, you know, rooms. So it had a foyer and then a master bedroom, pretty much. You know, it's a nice tent. A nice tent. Nice now, tent. on paper, seems like a nice tent. Um, my dad treated this thing like it was found on the side of the road, and he decided to pick it up. Um, he loaned it to me. Now, granted, I'll say this too. I had to help him set that tent up when I was a kid. Okay. I had, oh, so he's had it longer than 15 years. Probably. Yeah. I don't think he has it anymore. I think he finally tossed it at some point. Right. But it, it was probably 30 years that he's had this. Tent. It was old. I mean, I don't know how old, but it was old or it was <laughs> sure. just worse for wear. I don't know. And sure. <laughs> uh, I had to help him set this thing up. And it was the most, you would think he was trying to solve uh, some sort of intricate chemistry or architectural problem. Uh, every time this thing came out of the bag, there was a system that he and he only he knew uh, with how to get this set up. You buy a tent now or you set up a tent now. It's like, dude, there's nothing to it. Yeah, right. you throw away the instructions. It's very intuitive. Color co- toss them over your shoulder. Color coded yeah. over your right shoulder. <laughs> you spill sign the salt, of luck. Toss them over your right yes. shoulder. So they, they all have color coded, you know, poles and instructions and they're easy. And, you know, uh, the straps will tell you which poles go into which thing. 
there's all this help, right? With that, it was it was a gamble every time he opened up the bag. <laughs> he didn't know what he was going to get. You had to get the circular remember. saw out to cut the poles every time. <laughs> every time they're different. Hey, we're, we're going camping. Why are you stopping at the hardware store? Well, I got to get 30 feet of uh, metal tubing. <laughs> got to set the tent up when we get there, of course. Well, so. we got inch and a half conduit that we yeah. lost the last time. Yeah, we're going to have to go to that steel factory over there and have them bend all the poles for us. So that'll be another four or five hours. And, and then I got to see a pipe fitter. And then yeah. uh, we yeah. got to hire a pipe fitter for the weekend. <laughs> He's got to stay in the tent with us. So I hope you get to know him well. Um, but dude, every single time he takes the, the poles and everything out of the bag and it's like, how does this go together? He doesn't even know. He doesn't remember how he packed it last time, which poles he never made note of any of this. And the only way that he would, he would make note sometimes is by putting duct tape on specific poles and, and others not or whatever. That was it. That was but, it. What is that sign? What does it mean? Nothing. That meant absolutely <laughs> zero to the process. Hey, this has black duct tape on it. Where does this go? I forget. And then he would scream about it. And I've every time that tent came out of the bag, I knew that my dad was going from calm to through the roof blood pressure. <laughs> through the and he is the one that has set it up over a hundred times probably in his life. Oh, have you you've stayed in this thing, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it eventually does end up like going up. Right? It ended is it up nice. Yeah, but. No. Well, it's gone now. But, dude, that thing was like it was if I could equate like the trailer park of of tents like this is what this would be at this point. It's a 10 inch crawl space. Dude, brand new. (laughs) We would have to set up this crawl space in the middle of the uh, middle of the campground. So it had a foyer and a master bedroom. It's just that it was all 10 inches high. Well, it was all in a crawl space. Yeah, it was just a crawl space. We always envisioned that there was somehow a foyer and a kitchen above it, but we never saw that. It was just a crawl space that we lived in. So, um, but yeah, when he would set it up, it'd be like the blazing hot sun at like 12 noon or one o'clock in the afternoon or something like that coming down on him and he's trying to organize these poles that he has no there were poles he had found along the way that were mixed in there and stuff help please help me if i ever had to take that thing on my own because i did a few times and i'm like i don't understand what's happening i was gonna say didn't didn't that come with us on one of the the trips it i remember like on on one of the trips like one of the rafting trips we did i feel like (laughs) that that tent came with us and Right? Didn't it come with us on the first one? It's it's possible. I know I brought... I remember us scratching our heads. I, I Come to think of it, I, I remember you being like, this is my dad's tent. Yeah. I remember us scratching our heads like, there's a... There's a, a there's a loaf of bread in like what am I supposed to do with there's a pork this? shoulder like in a here? Of, like, okay, there's, there's a pork shoulder in here. There's a loaf of bread. Like, there's a pork shoulder in one of these tent tubes. Um, <laughs> there's a ski pole. I think he was using that as a. I don't know. The pipe fitter's not here. The pipe fitter's. I mean, there's a contract for it. There's, there's PVC Will, pipe. Will What's the PVC pipe for? What what is this? Um, there's a machete. There's uh, all sorts of weird tools. Um, He's got the snorkel. Yeah, uh, whenever I had to take that thing on my own, it was it was. It, it, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's like if if you built a custom project yourself and then handed it off to somebody else with no instruction, totally to put it together. Um, it was a complete puzzle, uh, and I don't know how he did it. But speaking of sweat, when that tent came out and he had to put that up like in the early afternoon, there were some times too where he wouldn't show up to the campsite until when it's dark and then tries to set that up in the dark. Oh. It's it's just simply it's That's just tough. it's just not going to happen. Setting up camp at night 
It's just even with a, a tent where you know the ins and outs. You know outs, every inch of it. Yeah. I feel like the only time I've ever set up a tent at a campground is at night. Just my it's luck. Tough. It's tough. Got it's flashlights tough. out. You got all the stuff. You wake up the next morning. It's all wrong. Yep. There's it's some tough. there's a pole sticking out somewhere where it but should once be. once he got that set up, I can't even tell you how many extension cords and surge protectors were going in and out of that thing. <laughs> All uh, so many electronics and hooked up to an inverter in in the car or something, dude. Yeah, there's like a generator running off of a car, running off the city power and um, <laughs> all, all this stuff. But yeah, he would put Christmas lights around it and uh, naturally, that's a, cool. A, a stereo and yeah, he's a showman. He he does he yeah, like your dad. He loves he, flair. He, he loves flair. He's a, he loves the grandiose. He, he loves, loves the extravagant. It. And when he's camping too, so funny. Every 15 minutes is a costume change. Every 15 minutes he's going in there, he's coming out with a different piece of clothing on. No kidding. Or a different accessory. It's a different hat. Different hat. Different, different hat, different something. socks. He's waiting for somebody to say, what are, what's that? What you got there? What you, you put out, what are those Dude, he socks? comes so prepared. So over, that's where I get my overpacking from, dude. Yeah, yeah. My dad would pack like he was in the Grapes of Wrath when we were going <laughs> camping to Camp Dearborn 45 minutes away. Like full full truck night. pots and pans shaking around in the bed and just the recliner and uh and just all oh, no. dude all the stuff all the dude. stuff. Well well listen guys, I think that that just about does it for our time for here uh on episode 53. For here. It does our time for here, man. That's how everybody says it. Perfect it does our time dude, for here. It's like our time in for here, but that is, that's about time for us and appreciate you guys being here as always. I say that as though you guys are guests. You're not guests. I mean, we're, we're family here and. Well, we appreciate you for being here too. So yeah. And and thank you. That's what actually I was fishing for. By the way. Not much of a fisher, but. uh, (laughs) All I can focus on is the silhouette of you speaking in the microphone right behind you. Oh yeah. wow! Look That's at that! It. It's perfect, dude. I can't see it from where you'll see it. I am in the I'm edits, here. but well, I'll see it back on the playback. But um, love you guys, and so good episode, episode fifty-three. Four. If you're still with us by the end of this episode, we love you, and um, thanks for listening as always to the Stouting Off podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.